SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five after six. Lots to get through this Wednesday evening. Hilton Tarrant with you for the next half an hour here on the SAFM Market Update uh, with MoneyWeb. David Shapiro of Sassman standing by. But first, as always, uh, your business news with Googleto and Fupi. And this in business today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. SAB Miller, the world's second largest brewer, says it will continue to contest allegations by South Africa's Competition Commission relating to distribution systems and pricing at its local unit. The case being heard by the country's competition tribunal is the result of an investigation which took place between 2004 and 2007 after a complaint by a wholesaler who said that SAB charged him the same price it charged retailers, preventing him from earning a fair margin on he sells to retailers. Anglo Gold Ashanti has today announced that it would spend up to 743 million US dollars to buy back convertible bonds in a tender offer. Bondholders will also receive accrued and unpaid interest. Anglo Gold adds that the transaction is dependent on it raising the requisite cash. And stocks in Apple today led an early advance in technology stocks on Wall Street after beating analyst estimates for earnings and revenue. Apple jumped by 5% to $438 apiece in the first few minutes of trading today. Apple shipped more iPhones in the last quarter of its financial year and says it's planning to introduce new products in the months to come. Looking at the markets now, the JC Oshie index is closed in the red uh, by 0.7% at 40,886 points. The rand's trading at 9.75 to the US dollar, 14.94 to the pound, and 12.89 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,329 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $108, and the platinum price at $1,452 an ounce. Thanks, Google. This in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your manufacturing business? Could it be the difference between molding and creating, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Are you a pensioner or investor looking for a high-yield investment that will give you an above-average guaranteed return? Then Finbond Mutual Bank's limited offer is perfect for you. Invest a minimum amount of 100,000 Rand on a fixed-term deposit and earn 9.5% per annum guaranteed. Contact us today on 0860 442211. Terms and conditions apply. Finbond is an authorized financial services and credit provider. Finbond Mutual Bank. It's my bank.
Nine minutes after six o'clock. Today's market watch is brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. Well, David Shapiro, the market uh, practically undoing yesterday's gains. Something happened at half past three. <laughs> exactly at half past three, and uh, I, I I can't fathom what it was. What may have been the cause was that uh, uh, new sales came out in the United States, you know, very, very strong housing number. Mm. And against that, there might have been fears, okay, tapering is going to come sooner than uh, than expected. You know, interest rates go up, the dollar, the, the dollar improves and uh, everything else falls. That's the only reason. And I'm really clutching at straws. I can't really find out, you know, what, what, what it was. But uh, uh, it wasn't Chinese manufacturing. That we got early in the morning mm-hmm. and the market had brushed that aside. There was some good uh, earnings data out of the U.S. manufacturing up in Europe. So everything pointed towards the market holding course, you know, if not gaining, but... Uh, Maybe a slight loss, but nothing, nothing too serious. We weren't too much lower through the day. In fact, we peaked up into positive mm. territory at exactly one o'clock. And uh, as as we said, half past three, we probably lost about four hundred points in about an hour, mm. and mm. then uh, blipping up uh, just towards the end. Lots of selective buying in some of the mid-cap industrial mm. shares on our market. Rainbow, for example, up 5%. EOH up 5% on the day. Some of the smaller ones. I uh, think that's where the market is. You know, it, mm. it's, it's going to go there. You're going to start looking and delving where you can make a bit of money. I'm sure EOH is going to come out with very good results to support uh, share price gain. Rainbow, we know, is restructuring. But that's going to dominate the market. It's very difficult to find anything at the top end of the market. What surprised me was um, shares like Kumba came back dramatically, Mm. even though the results were out yesterday. It might have been that the CEO is warning of tougher times ahead or slower times ahead. But uh, we saw quite a big falls in in a lot of the resource companies, which has been been the source of uh, the gains over the last few days. Kumba Iron Ore giving back 23 rand yeah. a share, 22.99. That's practically its dividend. Yeah. yeah. So and you cum dividend. Mm. So you know the share is cum dividend what over 20 rand. So at 4.50, effectively, you know you're taken down to 2.30, which makes it a pretty, you know, a pretty high dividend yield. The gold wage negotiations continue. Mm. The Chamber of Mines today tabling an improved offer. Remember, mm. it offered 4% in, in, increase. Uh, today, tabling a 5% increase across the board. Uh, both Solidarity and Trade Union NUM uh, have declared a dispute with, mm. with the Chamber. Uh, here's Lucibo Sashoka, spokesperson for the National Union of Mine Workers. Look, there's no hope at this point in time, especially because uh, the Chamber has just moved with 1%. To five percent, and uh, at this rate, we don't believe that would have uh, an amicable consensus. And this is why we declared a dispute with the CMA, so that we can have a facilitator to help us. Of course, uh, that's just one step away from a strike action. Should we not agree with uh, the, um, the facilitators, the chamber must move. Big time. They can't move with 1% at a time. It's problematic in many ways. We are asking for that the basic wages move from 4,500 to 7,000 for surface workers. So, uh, to close that gap, the chamber must move with 1,000 rand per table. Then we will close it. Then we will only have um, uh, two rounds of negotiations. That's the NUMS, Lesibus uh, Ashoka there, David. It's going to be a tough couple of months ahead. I think ahead. the only thing they're going to close are mines. You know, um, 
it's 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 quite crazy that they're demanding more than five or six percent. You know, I don't know where they're heading for. Um, at a time where the mining industry in South Africa is in dire straits, uh, Business Day this morning featured both Jill Marcus and Pravin Gordon, mm. you know, warning about the about the economy. Even the ANC perked up its ears and said, "Oh, you know, got to do something about this." I think, you know, the, uh, we're not in recession, but uh, it feels like recession. You know, with growth less than one percent in the last quarter and heading for less than two percent. Um, you know, that's as pretty much close as we're going to get to a recession. Anglo Gold Ashanti today announcing it's buying back its mm. convertible bond, which is due next year. There's uh, about three quarters of a billion dollar, a million dollars mm. rather, outstanding on that bond. Uh, it will obviously pay up the, the accrued interest. Uh, what's interesting is it's going to replace that convertible bond with a new bond. Uh, it is looking to raise up to $1 billion. That announcement not final yet from the company, but news in the market this afternoon. The coupon rate. Have again. I, I, I picked that up as about 8% or mm, something like eight, that. Somewhere between 8 and 8.75%. Which is huge, yeah, which is very, very high. Look, maybe if it's, is it a rand or is it a dollar? Mm. A dollar, it's, uh, it's pretty high. Extraordinarily yeah. high. And I think there's a risk factor around it. I don't think it's going to be rated. It'll be probably rated as junk. So, which means it's not just investment rated, or just is it just about? I don't, I, 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 yeah, I don't know, but uh, at that rate, um, I doubt whether it's going to get a you know. With, with sorry, with the outlook for mines at the moment, particularly where you have a, a labour force like we have, um, I, I can't see any rating agency giving it a clean, you know, clean investment mm-hmm. bill. Today's Market Watcher was brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. For IG being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. This is the space station that connects all the media that cover the stories on African business that happen in meetings attended by people that travel on planes and also on trains that connect business centers that handle the trades by means of computers that are run by the people that talk on the phones that are linked by the satellite we funded. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Just after quarter past six, today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, consumer price inflation, confounding economists, experts, and the man in the streets. Uh, 5.5% year-on-year in June versus 5.6% in May. The market was expecting a year-on-year increase of somewhere between 57 and 5.8%. Chris Becker, market strategist at ETM Analytics, joins us. Chris, I say the man on the street because you and I are not seeing inflation of 5.5%. Things we bought last year, June, are not only 5 or 5.5% more expensive this year. Yeah, I think, uh, look, the, the consumer price index, what it's measuring is a very broad array of uh, consumer goods and services. They're looking at something like 70,000 different items that they're measuring on a month-to-month basis, and then they're sort of aggregating the data and coming up with an overall inflation rate for the entire country. There are all sorts of issues with this, and as a result, uh, what we are going to tend to find is that certain people, most people, most of the time are not experiencing that specific inflation rate. 
Um, and, you know, that's one of the challenges with trying to aggregate data uh, as StatSA does. Chris, uh, in the month, uh, StatSA uh, points to subdued food prices uh, as one of the reasons for the slight softening in, in inflation. One wonders if that's some sort of statistical anomaly uh, because food prices seem to seem to not necessarily only be increasing by, by this, this amount. Yeah, so food prices in the CPI actually rose slightly in excess of 6% year-on-year, if, if I recall correctly. The real detractor from the overall inflation rate was the decline in public transport prices. Although, you know, I've actually got to correct myself, it wasn't a decline in public transport prices, but the rate of increase was slightly less than mm-hmm. in the month of May. Uh, and that was the real anomaly, because what's interesting there is that petrol prices have been going up, um, but public transport prices are coming off. And that's the one thing that we can't really reconcile. There's some question marks there. And I think that could correct, uh, correct over time. Chris, as far as household or individual wealth is concerned, uh, we tend to have salary and wage adjustments in line with inflation. So typically we would have received somewhere around a 5 or 6% increase if we were lucky uh, earlier on this year. What, is that, what does that mean with, uh, with regards to our buying power, our purchasing power in the, in the months ahead? So, Hilton, I think the really interesting story here is, is, is what's going on uh, not narrowly focusing on consumer price inflation, but if we just step back a bit and we look at overall prices in the economy, and, and by this I mean what is the stock market doing and what is raw commodity prices doing, for instance. And so we're looking at the consumer price inflation rate. It's a very narrow measure. Only look at, looking at consumer prices, that's up 5.5% from a year ago. But if you look at the stock market, the JSE All Share Index is up 25% at the start of June compared with the start of June in 2012. And that's a huge inflation rate. So if you benchmarking salary increases against the consumer price index, you're actually becoming uh, less better off. You're actually becoming a lot worse off in terms of the purchasing power that that salary has uh, in terms of accumulating capital and assets over time. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think that's that's the really interesting story. And, and the question to me is, are we not perhaps focusing on too narrow a measure of inflation here and setting something which is of crucial importance to the overall economy, the interest rate, based on a, on a, on a metric that's not entirely representative of what's going on uh, in the overall price environment in South Africa? That's Chris Baker there, uh, a market strategist at ETM Analytics. David, 5.5%. Much more than that. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with him. I'm not sure about shopping? the stock exchange. I when last did you go shopping for food? Me? <laughs> well, I've got no comparison because I can't. The times that I do buy food, you know, the period in between, it's so far that I can't remember when I last bought them. But uh, when I buy chocolate or Kit Kat and that, then I realize, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I, I think he's right. I think the important side of inflation and everything that we, that we utilize here, mm. is gonna, we're going to start feeling it. Today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. Mr. Kukambu, don't forget that you have that catch-up meeting now. Whip your tracks. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you, meaning you get a complete overview of your business's operations at any given time. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. 
Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. Mark Deiter is chief executive of chemicals and explosives maker AECI. The group today reporting a 13% increase in revenue to 7.2 billion rand in the first half of this year. Operating profit 28% higher. Mark, this is a business that primarily services the manufacturing and mining sectors. We'll get to mining. What has the weaker rand done for your customers? Uh, we've seen a move from 7.92 on average in the first half of last year to the dollar to 9.20 this year. We always thought that suddenly manufacturers would benefit from a weaker rand. Is that the case? Uh, unfortunately, we haven't seen any signs of that at the moment. And, and you're quite correct. In the old days, the chemical uh, companies, you know, as soon as we saw the rand uh, devalue to the level it has now, we saw less imports coming in, local manufacturers gearing up, and opportunities for export. But unfortunately, uh, on the first six months, we've, ne- we've seen no signs of any of our customers really gearing up and producing more. So it's been pretty disappointing. We are concerned that some of that manufacturing capacity has actually gone away. And uh, I guess we, we are hoping and watching it with uh, anticipation. But in our view, we still think that our manufacturing sector will grow very pedestrian uh, and probably 2% in the next year or so. So it's been our manufacturing sector is challenging and very disappointing for us right now. Mining, the mining side of the business uh, where you uh, conduct your explosive sales, half of that business outside of South Africa, uh, you have operations across the continent. Do you see that ratio continuing to increase? Yeah, we would definitely see that increase because we've seen a lot more investment and projects still going ahead in Africa and probably to a limited, if, uh, you know, to a limited extent in South Africa. You know, we've, we've, we've really focused on growing the business outside of South Africa. You know, South African business is very important to us and a, and a, and a good base and obviously creates cash for us. But in order to give us the, the returns that our investors that want, we're going to have to be a little bit more innovative and grow a little bit more aggressively outside. So we are targeting uh, projects in Africa. And we're also pushing our chemical business on the footprint of our explosive business right now. Mark, looking ahead outside of the country uh, with specific focus on Brazil, you owned half a chemicals business there, bought in 2006. You sold that stake to your joint venture partner earlier this year. You want to go back to Brazil, is that correct? Yes, but I think we're really looking for a more strategically aligned with our strategy business. You know, we're looking at the agriculture, mining chemicals, water, oil and gas segments. So we rather would go into that segment of that market, which we still believe is uh, a very interesting market, poised for growth. It's an emerging market, has a big population, has a real a middle class evolving, which takes a lot of the chemical products that we actually that we would sell. And we're still very interested. We we nearly had quite a big deal this year, but at the last minute we had a bit of seller's remorse, and uh, we we moved on to the next acquisition. So we're really looking. Uh, to acquire some businesses similar to the strategy that we have in South Africa and Africa. Is that where the growth is going to come from in, in the months and years ahead? Uh, we believe it will come, but we're also strongly poised to grow in Africa. You know, we've, the AEL footprint is probably quite comprehensive, mm. and uh, we're really behind on the chemicals, and we believe that in definitely in, in mining chemicals, in water, oil, and gas, and probably in the agricultural sector, in specialty chemicals are great opportunities to grow in Africa. That's Mark Deiter there, the Chief Executive of AECI, speaking to us earlier today. 
David ACR shares? They've done well. Mm. You know, it's um, they're keeping pace with Omnian. I th- I still like both of them. I still think that well worth having in a portfolio. And 35% increase in dividends, generating a lot of cash. They're finally selling off all that dynamite land. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to give them a lot more cash. And, uh, I, you know, there seems to be a fresh approach there. Well, probably the big kicker, mm. we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago when the first announcement came out. There's negotiations progressing regarding that bulk mm. of land at Modafontaine. Mark told me this afternoon that they are expecting some sort of deal to be done by the fourth quarter of this year. Mm. So they are working to close that out uh, by the end of the year. And that's uh, some of that's in the price already. It is in the price. But you can build a city there. I mean, mm. it's huge. I thought they were going to build a game reserve originally, but uh, <laughs> you know, would it would be nice to have a game reserve in the middle of Joburg. <laughs> Well, for IG being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock. Well, in our Market Commentator Weekly interview this week, I spoke with the manager of one of the most well-known unit trusts in the country, the Ned Group Investments Rainmaker Fund. Omri Thomas manages that fund. He's also investment manager at ABAX Investments. I asked him about the uniqueness of the Rainmaker Fund. It's got a long-term uh, track record that, that we're quite, quite proud of. Um, and over time, it has performed uh, very well and outperformed the market by about 4% per annum over the long term. More recently, the, the fund's uh, taken a bit of pain on a relative basis, um, underperforming the market. Um, and the reason for that is we saw value in the resources space uh, too early and then entered that space too early, um, which has cost the fund in terms of performance. What sort of time horizon would an investor, uh, or would you suggest an investor who, who looks at something like the Rainmaker Fund uh, should be focused on? I think an investor that invests in the equity market uh, is investing for for the long term. Um, over the long term, equities should beat inflation. Mm. Um, so I'd say the, the term horizon for an investment in, into any equity fund, not only Rainmaker, should be uh, 10 years plus. Amri, in terms of, of the, the fund's mandate, obviously focused on, on South African equities, that, that limiting uh, focus on, on just our market, is that a help or a hindrance? I ask this because there is this perception that there's an awful lot more value to be had offshore, uh, and, and yet your investable universe is probably just over 100 companies. I, do, I would definitely agree that your investment universe, if you include the global stocks, is, is um, significantly more, or more vast. Mm. Um, so I, I would concur with that, that uh, statement. The only thing is, as South Africans, we know the South African market better than we do the offshore market. So we think it's difficult for us to add a lot of uh, additional value by trying to pick uh, stocks uh, offshore. Uh, mm. We'd rather pick 
the, the best shares that we know in the local market. And if you look at our local market constitution, uh, a huge portion of that uh, provides you rand edge benefits anyway. So the, the currency diversification one can achieve uh, by investing in our local market. Um, but uh, we don't see ourselves as, as experts on, on foreign stock picks. Are there, are there sectors of the market that you're staying completely away from? I, I obviously see credit retailers are, are, are not among your holdings, and I think the reason for that is rather obvious. Are there, are there sectors where, where you're not really looking at the moment? We've, we've been cautious on, as you rightly say, retailers for, for a while, and, and we've continued to maintain uh, or, or not have exposure there. Mm. The other sector that we uh, didn't like and stayed out of was, was property. Uh, we had no property exposure, and, and with the blowout that we saw in bond deals, um, the property companies also uh, got impacted uh, by that. Mm. Um, I think another sector we've we've become uh, quite cautious is also uh, the food manufacturing area so the likes of a of a tiger brands mm. um, uh, in, in that space we, we continue to think they they look uh, expensive and sa manufacturing companies um, we think the domestic economic growth is is uh, quite weak and uh, the local manufacturers are, are battling despite the the rent's recent um, uh, depreciation um, we think on the back of the mining uh, problems, uh, the local manufacturers are also getting impacted by that. Omri Thomas there of ABEX Investments, the manager of Ned Group Investments Rainmaker Fund. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended down 0.7%, 40,886 40, points on the all share. With the round at 974 against the dollar. It is weaker. Uh, gold is at $1,328 an ounce. I'll leave you with a quote from Carl Icahn, the uh, maverick investor. All would be swell at Dell if Michael and the board bid farewell. Full transcripts of this program online at www.moneyweb.ca. Today from the team, thanks for listening. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It's 6.30 now and time for Game Plan.